0: Casting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Speed Freaks. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined with Kenny Sargent. <laughs> Crash Gladys. And Stepman. Here's the Freaks.
1: What's going on, Freak Nation? It's gonna be one of those Sunday nights, man, where we hope that things fall into place. Trust me, we hope like I just fell. Yeah, we hope things fall into place, like I just fell into place in my seat. If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you guys for doing that. Facebook Live. Yeah, man. We're all right there. You can watch us, you can watch this thing happen. Twenty-two years. It took us twenty-two years to get on get on YouTube, stat man. I don't really know what the hell that means, but it did. It took us that long.
2: Doesn't matter how long it took us, that's where we are now. Yep, the free I, nation is taking over the internet. Yeah, There you go.
3: I was one of those people, I just did not want to get into YouTube. I, I was just like, No, it's just a bunch of ads and crap that I don't need. And now it's like, You can't do without it. It is a bigger search engine than Google, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's, seems just, to be. it's
3: insanity, it's absolute insanity. Paddle so
1: award uh, your Barber Motorsports Park. With a cracking voice. I
3: like that. Like that? Barbara. Uh,
1: Barber. Motorsports Park <laughs> IndyCar Series winner. His first win of the year. Uh, he'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Also, Jack Roush turned 80 years old recently. I believe it was, believe it was a week and a half. And we were going to run this interview last week. Didn't have time. But th- we're going to have a little freaking flashback with Jack Roush. About 17 years ago with the motorsports automotive legend, Jack Roush, way before he was close to 80 years old. He'll be here in the Freak Nation. And Myatt Snyder and Jordan Anderson. Myatt Snyder is the Xfinity Series driver. Jordan Anderson is his team owner. And if you're not familiar with Myatt Snyder, you probably are familiar with his accident at Daytona, uh, last lap in the Xfinity Series, where he caught the catch fence, and it was uh, it turned into a big old fireball. And then there was video of michael jordan and bubba wallace looking at pieces of the engine that had flown out through the catch fence uh, after that accident so Mike snyder jordan anderson will join us for a long game. it's a good interview man i'm looking forward to uh, talking to these guys uh, Myatt snyder jordan anderson here in the freak nation and, and stat man sorry but uh, uh nascar didn't finish the race at dover today so we don't have a whole lot of new things to talk about like like Who's stepping on who? uh, Who's going to be tripping over somebody's D? NASCAR just didn't have an opportunity to um, screw things up today, damn it. The ring took care of that. Well, I'm making reference.
3: Sensitivity training? Yeah, like that. I mean, Statman's
1: got his scat, and I don't want to ruin it. He's got his scat coming up. The significance of that has everything to do with what the hell I was alluding to, Statman.
2: Well, the best thing about it, or the worst thing, depending on your perspective, is that I didn't get a chance to take a nap today. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, the race by the time I settled down and put my feet up and got my TV blanket and put, you know, I was ready Whoa. to uh, go to sleep. Jeez. And uh, the race was over. And I was, well, what am I going to do now?
3: You seriously sit on the couch and watch races, movies, whatever you watch on TV with a blanket. Statman has a TV blanket.
2: I've got a, a TV blanket that I was given by the Los Angeles Rams uh, uh, some 40 years there ago, you. Ooh. when I, uh, they get, they sent out a Christmas catalog and said, pick out whatever you want. And I picked out a, a blanket and it's lasted 40 years. <laughs> oh my God. And you picked out whatever you want, Staten Man, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I picked out, and I don't sit on the couch. I sit in a recliner, my couch Better. is white. Yeah. And I don't want to ruin it by my dirt. I want to wait until a nice young lady comes and gets hey.
1: right on it. Bang wait, bang where, bang! Where, yeah, where are we going I mean, tonight? I don't
3: know, man. Holy cow! Couch uh, blankets, recliner blankets, and nice young ladies putting dirt on your couch. That is about it in the first five minutes of Speed
2: Freaks tonight. Couch blanket bingo. There it is. <laughs> what did you just call it? it. <laughs> what did you just call it, Stan? Couch blanket bingo. Wow.
3: Uh huh. What's underneath that blanket?
1: Hey, come uh-huh. on. Let's stop I, this. I'm Look. just saying. I I want to make it to 23 years here in the Freak Nation. Okay. Holy cow. Wow. Hopefully you're watching us on YouTube. You can see see the revelation of Statman's face when he's talking about dirtying up a couch. <laughs> Facebook Live on Twitch. We're there for you, man. Of course, the Freak Radio Network, Lucas Sol Studios. Again, 22 years coming up in moments. Uh, Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes. Also, we're going to resume with some affiliates here in the Freak Nation. And then we'll get into the Paddle Award interview. Again, Barber Motorsports Park IndyCar Series winner and fellow Lucas Oil partner. So we're going to resume with some affiliates to get right into Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes.
0: Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined
4: the freaks.
1: Crash Gladys, pit news and notes brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. welcoming in another round of affiliates. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. Uh, Paddle O'Lord will be joining us here in the Freak Nation, your IndyCar Series winner from Barber Motorsports Park. He'll be in here. But first, Crash Battest Pit News and Notes brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation, go to general and find the tire for your passenger car, your light truck, your SUV, your off-road extravaganza. We roll on General Tires, and you too should roll on General Tires. That's generaltire.com. Crasher?
3: All right, nothing like kicking off the month of May with an Indy car race. And since we'll be ending the month, of course, with the Indy 500 Okay, I'm just going to start with a completely biased comment. Nothing like us reporting that our team Lucas driver, yes, our team Lucas driver, Patricio Award won the IndyCar race in Barber this afternoon. Lucas Oil, Lucas Works. All right, other Barber winners Linus Lundquist in Indy Lights, Nolan Siegel in Indy Pro 2000. And then the USF 2000 series races were split between first Parnelli Jones's grandson, Jagger Jones, and Freak Nation fave Miles Rowe. Yeah, so much for that Hollywood career and being director-producer. You're winning races, buddy. Supercross technically kicked off the weekend with their second-to-last race in Denver on Saturday. And in front of his home state crowd, Mile High Stadium, Eli Tomac secured his second championship with his purposefully conservative fifth-place finish. There's so much to glean from Tomac's title season, including that this just boggles my mind. He is now the oldest Supercross champion in the 49-year history of the sport. He's 29 years old. Oh, That's the oldest champion ever in Supercross. So, yes, we will be talking a lot more about Eli Tomac in the coming weeks leading up into their season finale. But, okay, yeah, the, the winner of the race, that was Jason Anderson, your Denver 450 winner and 250 winner, Hunter Lawrence. NHRA campaigned their second four-wide national this weekend in Charlotte. Mike Salinas took the top fuel-class Wally. John snagged his second Charlotte four-wide win in Funny Car. But just when you think that John is the most colorful interview at Top End. How about Steve Johnson? Steve Johnson won his second consecutive Pro Stock Motorcycle Wally and wasted no time slamming his fellow competitors at the Top End, saying, how did he say, Angel Sampey and Matt and Angie Smith. Oh, he just, actually, I'm not even going to go into the words Mm -hmm. there. But he topped it off by saying, no, I don't hate anyone. I just say what I feel. All right, your Trans Am winner was Chris Dyson up in Sonoma. Your IMSA winners, Felipe Albuquerque and Ricky Taylor. And then finally, NASCAR, you're going to have to catch it. Tomorrow, I think it's noon, Eastern Time, FS1.
1: Freak Nation coming up. Paddle Award here in the Freak Nation. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio.
5: Redefined.
1: Hey, Do you love driving, but
5: you don't love your car payment? Open road lending can reduce your car payment by as much as $100 a month or more. It's easy to refinance your car payment. Just call today to get your no obligation quote and find out how much you can save. To qualify for a lower car payment, your car should be less than 10 years old, have less than 125,000 miles, and you've made at least six on-time payments. Call Open Road Lending today to learn how you can lower your rate and your payment by refinancing. It's easy, only takes a few minutes, and there's no cost or obligation to apply and get approved. Call today and see how much you can save. 800-871-9417. 800-871-9417. 800-871-9417. That's 800-871-9417. Terms and conditions apply. Financing is available with approved credit. See openroadlending.com for details.
3: The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now.
5: 800-811-7913. 800-811-7913. 800-811-7913. That's 800-811-7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined
4: at the time of your application based on credit worthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors.
5: Only Wendy serves a better breakfast with a better biscuit. Our hot buttery breakfast biscuits are loaded with a fresh cracked egg, and your choice of bacon or sausage. And right now at Wendy's, they're only a buck each. Wendy's Breakfast biscuit, just a dollar. So don't take a chance with those other guys. Bet your buck on a better breakfast with Wendy's Bacon or Sausage Egg and Cheese Biscuit. Choose wisely, choose Wendy's.
6: Limited time only participating Wendy's. Offer only applies to bacon or sausage, egg and cheese biscuits. Limit five qualifying items per transaction and per person per day, not valid in a combo.
3: Hello, discover here.
1: joining us here in the Freak Nation, Lucas Oil Studios. 22 years of doing this thing, Freak Nation. And uh, Paddle's been coming in here for the last couple of years. And after this big win at uh, Barber Motorsports Park, my big question to you, where the hell did Ninja come from? Where did that nickname come from, bro?
7: Uh, I think it came from uh, me with uh, Power Texas where I got into the apron. I think that's where it came from. Maybe I'm not. Maybe it's wrong. But if I if I were to choose a moment in my career where Ninja would come out, it'd probably be then then and there because that moment should have shifted me right into the wall.
1: Got it? Because they kept referring to the Ninja. and I'm going where? Are that what? I don't Ninja Ninja no, what? Really? No, but yeah. They kept referring to Ninja on the broadcast. So that's why. So it, now I'm hearing it from the horse's mouth. So you think it's from Texas? Say again. You think it's from Texas? That's where you got the nickname from, huh? I
7: think it's from Texas, yes. Right. My first IndyCar
1: win. All right, so Pat Award joining us here in the Freak Nation, and it is a big win for you. It, it, it's helping you and others like myself who've covered you for a while and Lucas Oil Partners of putting the turmoil of the first couple of races behind you. Uh, there's word that there's an imminent, uh, it's imminent that you're going to be signing a new contract with the team. Is this a big, big sigh of relief, or have you already put everything behind you at this point?
7: I've put it behind me, man. I I just want to go out there. I want to race race well for these guys. Uh, they deserve it. So many hours go into this, and um, I was just tired of being in the middle of the pack, mm-hmm. man. Start winning and start challenging up front. So it's uh, it's been great to 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 get this this win for them and and for myself, and, and kind of carry this momentum into the month of May, which is ultimately the, ultimately the most important uh, to 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 get right and the hardest one to get right during the championship just because it's so busy and there's so much going on that that sometimes isn't driving on track mm-hmm. so yeah just really looking forward
1: to to
7: to to getting this month uh going on and, and and yeah just doing some good races
1: sometimes we forget that IndyCar drivers are people too you have emotions things weigh on you So it's understandable that, like, dude, I'm just tired of being a mid pack driver. Let's just get everything off my plate and let me just be a damn driver.
7: Man, I mean, I think it goes for for everyone that is part of the team. Everybody pours their heart and soul into into this team, into making the best job that they can. And it's just, it's tough sometimes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sadly, there's a lot more. hard times that there are good times whenever that series is so competitive and there's so many good guys uh to race against but it makes the the good moments a lot better so uh yeah
1: was your plan to make that move on turn five there at barbara i mean was that the point where you said i've got, if i'm going to make a move it's right here um
7: yeah i was just focusing on it just taking it lap by lap lap by mm-hmm. lap number uh taking care of my tires and as, as soon as we got out of the pit lane and um we were right on his gearbox i said this is the this this is there's gonna be a move for the lead it's gonna be now so uh yeah sent it into the brakes into turn five got him on the outside and then just controlled the pace from there
1: was it you, collectively you uh who was in your ear peter was in. who was in your ear taylor yeah right was it collectively between you two saying, "Let's conserve, conserve the push to pass. Let's conserve the tires to hopefully get to that moment where you can make that pass and have that in reserve in case you need it."
7: Uh, we never really talked about it, but wow. well, really connected.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but that's always important when you have somebody in your ears. Like they can talk too much or they can talk too little. Would you rather them talk too little? No,
7: I actually love Taylor in uh, being my the guy that tells me what's going on because he's so monotone and I'm very mm-hmm. animated. so I think we mesh very well
1: all right what does uh, what does a, a Mexican driver like you do after a big win like this what's what's Sunday night gonna be like for you the team team owners what's what's gonna happen now
7: uh, probably eat something good I don't know where I'm gonna go uh, my, my family's here so probably enjoy some good dinner with them and uh, and then go back home tomorrow, I think, for a day or so, and then I have to go to Miami.
1: <laughs> right. You have to go to Miami? Yeah, you'll uh, be at Miami, won't you?
7: I'll be in Miami, yeah.
1: Well, uh, Whose pits will you be hanging in, Pat-O?
7: Uh, I think I'm going to be in the bleachers, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is May 1st, and it is the month of May, and you've, you haven't been doing this too long, but you know how special this month is to the people of Indianapolis and open-wheel fans. Uh, are you starting to get the itch for the – the 500?
7: I mean, it's, it, it, there's such long races. So many things can happen. Uh, I'm just really happy that we, that we got this win together and, um, and just rolled this momentum into the, into the most important month of the year.
1: Right. All right, last thing for you. The, the announcers were talking about how they felt that this is the toughest. Barber Motorsports Park was the toughest track that you guys ran on. I thought Detroit was the toughest track. For you guys, no,
7: it's barber, man. Just because we don't have power steering, so these really fast corners with a lot of compressions uh, make it really physical on the neck, mm-hmm. the arms. I'm glad that my hands aren't bleeding like they are that like they were last year. Uh, last year we raced here first time in the season, which your 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 body and your hands aren't brace ready. But uh, I guess they are right now. So good uh, stuff.
1: <laughs> have you spoken to Zach yet?
7: I have not. I have uh... not anybody that is not here in the in the in the track
1: got it Pato award flying those lucas oil colors with speed freaks on a Sunday night dude good luck to you we'll see you in indianapolis here in a couple of weeks buddy thank you
7: thanks man later
1: see you stat we talk about this in all these series how these younger names are winning and bumping out the older guys and it came to me that Where in the hell or what the hell's happened? Scott Dixon in the IndyCar series. Wow. Isn't
2: that the truth? I mean, he's not even challenging. He's barely in the top 10, five or six. Yeah. I mean, he's wow. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I
3: I thought he was top six most of the day.
2: Yeah. Well, barely. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's not like he's uh challenging for the, for the win, you know, he's just, he's just there. And that's, we're saying that about Scott Dixon. Right.
8: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, but Indy, Indy's here. He's, he's going to just channel it all into that turn one, first lap. He'll be fine.
1: Well, that's I think mean, he and
3: Graham Ray Hall are going to be pretty tough. This coming up, month. you
1: bet on Graham Ray Hall every year, I Crasher, do. and he I goes do. out every year. Oh, come
3: on, he led a lot last year, okay. and it wasn't his fault that he was taken out. I
1: know, so. I'm not saying it, just he goes out, so stop it with the jinxing stuff. It's man. eventually
3: gonna happen, let's put it that
1: way. I thought he was gonna go to boxing with uh Romain Grosjean. Did you watch the <laughs> ra- hey, Richie? Did you watch the race today? Did you see it? I
8: did. He was I don't know I don't know, uh, I don't know what Graham as well as you guys do, but he, right. he looked super hot after the race. <laughs> he got out of that car and he was he was beelining it towards somebody. Yeah. And I, don't, I I didn't watch the post-race show, so I don't I don't know what was said between both of those drivers afterwards. But yeah, he, he didn't look too happy. That was for sure after the race. It's
3: gotta be pregnancy hormones.
1: <laughs> She's pregnant again, right? Yeah,
3: she is. Yeah.
1: Oh, His well, wife,
3: Courtney Forrest, pregnant with yeah. her and Graham's second. So, yeah, I just come on. Of course, it's not pregnancy hormones, but I'm playing on the, uh, you know, you get you emotional when you're pregnant. So maybe some of it's rubbing up on him.
1: I could certainly take this down another part, part of the track, but I need to reel it back in to where we were going with this thing, because I could certainly comment on that the pregnancy hormones for a man. Huh? But we're not going to go there.
3: Oh, how you gained an extra 15 when I gained an extra 15?
1: No. Oh, okay. Nope. Uh-uh. That was sympathy weight gain. Yes, it was. Ah, dang, I got to eat all this chocolate and drink all this alcohol. Brr, brr.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, darn.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, Romain Grosjean uh, came on the inside of Graham Ray Hall, hit him once, then bam, his right front hit Graham Ray Hall's left rear again. It's like, bro. And then what What Grosjean say? He says, it was just hard racing. What the hell is that?
3: And Graham's yelling, he did it on purpose! Nah. <laughs>
1: it's all right. Brick Nation, coming up, your Man scat. Um, some news coming out of NASCAR over the last, what, couple of weeks that isn't necessarily great headlines for them. Man will highlight that. Also, Jack Roush turned 80 recently. We'll have a flashback with him and Myatt Snyder. And Jordan Anderson, Xfinity Series driver and team owner, will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. At the, excuse me, uh, not much motorsports coming up. And be sure you follow us on Twitter. Hopefully, a lot of you guys are watching us on YouTube and Facebook Live. Thank you guys for hanging out. Uh, that race today in Dover it was postponed. Um, we have. A time, right? It's eleven a.m. No, Eastern, noon Eastern. Noon, yeah. Okay, it is noon mm-hmm. Eastern, right?
3: Fox sport FS1, yeah.
1: What are what are the chances that that's going to get off?
3: Well, let me pull up. Has, dandy, there, dandy has there has there been any
1: discussion app? as as far as the weather goes? Have you yeah. seen anything about it, Statman? Oh, no, I
2: haven't seen anything. A hint, the handy dandy weather, man. What was the? Oh, what? Oh
1: my it? goodness! Yeah. Here we go. I feel a yeah. rabbit hole coming. <laughs> <laughs> there's
3: Delaware. Uh, there's... All right.
1: Well, okay. Well, it's so it's
3: oh, Well, hold on. I'm not in the right part of Delaware for this factory, but there's 60
2: chance of rain tomorrow too.
1: See there. That's yeah. that's what I saw on Twitter that they yeah. may not get it off tomorrow either.
2: Yeah, yeah you remember George Carlin and what was his weatherman? The hippie yeah. dippy yeah. weatherman. That's what it was. Hippie, what morning. was it? The hippie dippy weatherman. All right, George Carlin. Jeez. All right, we've
1: got your Statman scat, uh, then we're going to take a local break, and we'll be right back here with the freaks. It's
2: been a week since NASCAR driver Denny Hamlin criticized fellow racer Kyle Larson by posting an ugly Asian stereotype on social media. NASCAR ordered Hamlin to take racial sensitivity courses as a result, What's happening inside the stock car racing industry? NASCAR continues to find itself in these situations. Two years ago it was Larson who used a racial pejorative over an open internet microphone. Then it was the noose found in a garage assigned to black driver Darrell Wallace. To be fair, the FBI investigated and found the noose was in the Alabama garage a year before the garage was assigned to Wallace. And five days ago, a driver from a series owned by NASCAR was suspended indefinitely for an assault away from the track. More light needs to be shined inside the closed circus that is the NASCAR garage. That's kind of happening with the growth of new drivers at the front of the field, another generation of competitors, and hopefully another generation of thought can emerge from that. Thankfully. Peace.
5: That's 800-760-1845.
10: Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill.
5: That's eight hundred three nine one eighty seven thirteen
0: Motorsports Radio redefined.
1: Freak Nation, Lucas All Studios, twenty two years on June twenty fifth of this year. Uh, It'll be 22 years, man. Thank you guys for being a part of it. General Tire, they've been along for the ride. Go to GeneralTire.com to find more information on the tires that you need for your righteous ride. Sports car, sedan, passenger car, go to GeneralTire.com. Crash, you talked about Eli Tomac in your pit news and notes. (laughs) I did one of those. You said he's the oldest Supercross champion at – 29 years old.
3: 49 years of the Supercross series. No one has ever been as old as 29 winning the title. That's <laughs> that's mind-boggling. So that means all of Jeremy McGrath's seven titles mm-hmm. were before he was 29.
1: Wow. And he and <laughs> Statman, what's balls to me is, okay, he's 29. He's the oldest champion in Supercross. Supercross. That, that's great. But he did it on a new bike in Yamaha. Yamaha has been crap over the last half dozen years, but he jumps on a new bike and goes out and wins a championship again. Wins seven seven races this year, Crash? Yes.
3: Seven? And he's now tied on the list of all-time wins at number four, I believe. But yeah, Yamaha had... I can't remember what that article said. I should have pulled it up right before we started talking about this. But Yamaha had about two, maybe three wins from the year 2013 be, till before this season
2: Dang. and
3: then he actually
2: gets the last the last championship was with uh stewart james stewart in 2009 so they haven't had a championship since 2009 tomac's last title was he was riding a Cowie. so he oh. you know yamaha has been scratching in the dark ever since
1: that 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 says a lot. And yeah. I and I don't care if you're driving a Ford and you move to Chevy. It's, it's just a different animal when you're when you're switching manufacturers uh, on two wheels in, in motorcycles. It's, it's a big damn deal, especially one that's been crap for so many years. I mean, how how much emphasis do you put on Eli Tomac? Does he say, listen, you've got you've got to make these changes before I ever hop even think about hopping on a, a Yamaha? Or is he just that damn good stat.
2: Well, Yamaha has had success with superbikes, but they just haven't had uh, maybe they haven't put as much emphasis on supercross as they have with superbikes in the AMA right, right. Superbike series. So, um, you know, I mean it's it's still difficult to imagine that one manufacturer uh, has been out of the out of the loop for what's that 12 years, 13 years. <laughs> Wow, that's crazy, but yeah, they put all their emphasis, evidently, on uh, road racing instead of on the dirt.
1: I don't need to go old man here, but you go back in the day with, with Yamaha. Always it was Yamaha and Honda front runners always in outdoors. Every now and then Suzuki would creep in. Kawasaki once they made their mark with Ricky Carmichael, uh, Jeff Ward I believe was Kawasaki. For for some time, but my goodness, man, to, to see those stats, Grasher, when you brought that up, the Yamaha's been that damn long uh, that they've they've had a success uh, in Supercross, and then he's all of 29 years old.
2: Damn, <laughs> what an old man! Yeah, ancient. I mean, you, you know, I mean, it's just you get him a walker.
3: <laughs> oh, okay. Let's just make it more impressive, though. Okay, so we finished fifth place in Denver last night. And he did that kind of purposefully. And his last couple of races, he has also finished in a conservative position. And it's because, oh, just found out after he was holding the number one plate on the podium last night. I've had a really bad knee issue ever since I went down three weeks ago. So I probably shouldn't be riding right now. (laughs) What?
8: (laughs) So you're still
3: doing all of this? Not 100% body control. Okay. Or body condition. Oh, it's just—it's amazing what those guys go through.
1: Mike Whitehead checking in on Facebook Live, saying, "I hope the race in St. Louis doesn't have to deal with weather. It's going to be his first Cup race. Uh, St. Louis WWT Raceway, partners of ours. It's their first Cup race there. They're going to have the trucks on Saturday, then the Cup race on Sunday. Uh, the stands are at about what eighty percent uh, full for." Ooh. For the cup race. It's going to sell out. They it's just One they,
3: month, people. Yeah. One month.
1: Yeah, and I was talking, talk, talk. I was talking mm-hmm. and talking to Chris Blair, the general manager, how he consulted with numerous meteorologists on the best time to have a race in St. Louis. <laughs> what? And evidently, there's one week in September where – It's the least amount of rain over the last, you know, 30, 40 years. They couldn't get that date with the cup race, but they worked this out to where this June 3, 4, and 5, evidently it's one of the lesser rain days too for St.
2: Louis. The crazy part about it is that Chris Blair used to be in Las Vegas, and he never had to worry about things like that in Las Vegas because it – they would give back water in Las Vegas. They wouldn't accept any rain. So, uh, yeah, he's learning how to deal with it.
1: So, it, yeah, we're looking forward to for the first cup race there. And I, am I going to spill the beans with this? Screw it. <laughs> um, I'm not going to say who. Have we? No, we haven't seen this yet, so I'm not going to say that. I'll say this, though. Goodness, what, okay. There's not been one cup car on the track.
3: Oh, on the St. Louis track. On the St. Louis Louis track. this next-gen car has never been on that track. So everybody's going into the St. Louis weekend blind.
1: They've had some, not not this full-fledged next-gen car has not, been. they have had some cars on the track, but not this new next-gen car. I believe from what I understand, (laughs) there's going to be a very well-known driver making the first, uh, gosh, I hope I'm not going to drop his name. I can't do it. There's going to be a very well known driver, one of Statman's favorite of all times, oh, that will wow. make the first pass in a next gen car. I think on that Friday.
3: Okay, so basically, with Crash, you just don't said, even know. Do not. I shouldn't that have said be a that. Toyota no, guy. I'm,
1: I don't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Crash. God, let me throw something in the oh, mix hell.
2: here before we go to break. Okay. You think this is sound kind of tangential, but. You think that the new car uh, has been able to equalize the field, so these new kids are uh, suddenly competing with the
1: veterans? Look at Trackhouse yeah, for freak's sake! Guess. Chip yeah. Ganassi couldn't win squat, and this is Chip Ganassi's old team.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: and, yeah, right. I didn't think of that. Yeah, <laughs> I thought about that. The Trackhouse—they
2: got two wins this year on oh, the road a course. He didn't have a pit bull to right? Think. Push
1: him along. Put up bump. Yeah, okay, here you go. Crash. Yeah. <laughs> and we we'll talk to Myatt Snyder and Jordan Anderson about this. Xfinity series drivers or driver and owner. They're contending every freaking week. Colleag racing with AJ Allmendinger, They're contending every freaking week against the Richard Childress. Yeah, there
3: have been enough changes in the Xfinity on yeah. the Xfinity side of things to level the
2: playing field as well.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I
2: think it's I think it's the uh, new car in the cup that it's equal playing field for everybody and they don't have massive notebooks on yep. what to do with the track. And so you got to be a racer. And some of these new teams are got racers in them.
3: I mean, was it last week? Yeah. Last week in a Talladega seeing Suarez leading the field. I'm like, yes, this is what mm-hmm. we want. We want parody and we're getting parody this year. I love it. Love
11: it. Love it.
1: Yeah, with with this new car, it, when stat we've told you this when we we saw it for the first time at the Phoenix testing, it's got pipes out of both sides now. It's just on a, out of one <laughs> side, and it sounds like those old Trans Am cars that just that guttural <sighs> grind of you know. Yes. Speaking of Trans Am, look at some of the
2: pictures that they're posting of uh, Chris Dyson's Mustang. Yeah. They got flames pouring out of the thing. Mm-hmm. They overlap in the cam must be enormous. I asked him about that. He just laughed and said, I have no idea what they put in the engine.
1: Coming up next, Jack Roush, a freaking flashback here in the Freak Nation.
0: Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
6: Don't throw away your money on maintenance fees. Use it for things you really want. We can help you end your timeshare contract and stop the money drain immediately. If you're ready to move on with your timeshare, call our team right now.
5: Cancel your timeshare now. With a free call.
6: 800
5: 824 5131. 800 824 5131. 800 824 5131. That's 800 824 5131. Two Speed
0: Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined.
1: back with the freaks lucas oil studios freak nation lucasoil.com is a great website to check out a number of products to keep your rides on the road you got two wheels you got four wheels you got yourself a boat what about a fishing rod and reel i'm telling you man go to lucasoil.com to find the products household products products in your garage lucas has got you covered. go to lucasoil.com
3: well hold on you say household products it's not really labeled as such but you got a squeaky door. Mm. We got something new for you. It's yeah. called penetrating oil. Lucas Oil Penetrating Oil. Yep. No more WD 40, baby. If you are an automotive enthusiast, if you appreciate your car, you can take some of those things and then use them at home. Bam. Just saying.
1: I love this. Mike Whitehead chiming in here saying, you know, Kenny, when you had Chris on last week, he talked about who was who was doing the first laps. It's Richard Petty, okay? All right, there Listen, you go. It's Richard Petty, stat man. Okay. Richard Petty's gonna take the first lap in the next general car, okay? The
0: dude.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now, Uh-oh. and it's funny because I I I didn't want to break the news because I thought I remember Chris going. I don't know if I can say this or if it was off mic. So, all right. <laughs> and I've lost a few brain cells since the I, hell I lost about thirty five hundred over the last two days of drinking. No,
3: just last night alone. Kenny mm. was in rare form last night. Oh, freak nation. Ooh, yeah. Southern comfort. No <laughs>
2: southern comfort.
1: No, it was jeez. Uh, it was uh, uh, organic margaritas.
2: Mm-hmm. Organic.
1: organic, yeah, baby. And then I went for the I went for the vodka. Went for the vodka. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I don't even remember saying this, but Crasher, I admitted. I said, I'm drunk." And oh
3: then, yeah, <laughs> I admitted it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Damn. When, we
3: came, when we came back with the families that we were with, where we kids were playing at the park, we came back via boat and just chilled at home. And Kenny gets a cigar out, kicks his feet up on the table outside. He's like, man, I really am pretty drunk right now. <laughs> and I just grabbed his leg and I go, it's okay. We're at home now. He right. goes, yeah. That shows, cool.
2: growth when, uh, Mexico, shows growth when in Mexico. When we were in Mexico, you just disappeared for a day and a half. Right? And, and you wouldn't admit to anything. It shows growth. <laughs>
3: I'm very mature. What a mature drunk you are now.
1: Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you, Richie. Have you ever seen me drunk? I've mean, I've seen you drunk a number of times. I've caused you to get drunk a number of times. You ever seen me drunk? Oh uh, yeah,
8: we went to see him in multiple years in a row. Oh. So that's probably that counts. South Padre Island. Even though oh, I was, uh, yeah. I don't like to bring that. That. that oh, one,
1: you open the door there, Richie. I'm going to look for that photo of you hugging the freaking toilet, my man. <laughs>
8: Back in my younger days, okay.
1: Yeah, I was but Richie, a child
8: if, back then.
2: Richie, if he ever gives you static, just get have a bottle of uh, Southern Comfort mm. nearby, and uh, just put it in his face, and he'll it yeah. just like a just like the. A... <laughs> That's his kryptonite. is Southern Comfort.
1: Man, it was gnarly.
2: Slowly he turns.
3: I did. I, I was
1: gone for a full day. They they couldn't find me.
2: And yeah, we were ready That's to call awesome. the police.
3: We yeah, had no idea. Gone. We
2: thought he. We thought he had. Uh, left
1: us you guys didn't come check check up on my room that's where the hell well, i was
2: you, you wouldn't answer the door
1: oh <laughs> oh. oh my god damn this
2: was this was after the police outside of papa's and beer grabbed him and threw him in the car and made us pay to get him out of the back of the car
1: fifty dollars yep oh yeah hell okay yeah. yep I, I walked out of uh was it papa's and beer Right.
2: Poppers and beer. Yeah, I
1: walked out of there with a Takate or something. Walked out of the bar into the street with it, and they they arrested me. They picked,
2: they picked him out, yeah. a <laughs> peach out of thousands of people, laid out drunk, and they grabbed Kenny and yeah. threw him in the car. And then turned to us and said, "It'll cost you." And yeah. he, <laughs> we had to come out of the <laughs> out of our pockets with money to get him out of. If there wasn't for that, there would have never. You think? Oh well, there you go. Yeah, see, we had to we had to salvage the freak nation. The freak nation was true, just being born.
1: I could be in the who's still in the who's gal in Mexico.
2: Yeah, I know. Right? Some, I know some people
1: who would have left you. <laughs> right. <laughs> Look at that, Mike checking in, man. He's gonna have some beards and some moonshine if we show up there in St. Louis. Oh, oh, yeah.
3: Okay, darn.
1: Oh man, hey, darn. Jack Roush. Yeah, Jack Roush turned. A week before last Speaking of
3: moonshine Is that our segue into uh, Jack Roush? uh,
1: (laughs) Uh, The guy's got more stories Than anyone I've ever met In motorsports And he would like to share them with us And this Mm -hmm. is going back to I believe 2005, 2006 Where we showed up At one of his appearances At a Ford dealership In Grand Prairie, Texas A little one-on-one When we had our Speed Channel show It's Jack Roush and yours truly Uh, Enjoy this Little flashback, man. Inside the ride the Speed Freaks and Jack. When I rolled into Grand Prairie Ford, first thing out of your mouth, you said, I heard that some radical group was coming here to interview me. And it, it, Who were you thinking of?
12: Well, I was thinking of you, but I thought there would no, be, be no way that you'd be here this evening in Grand Prairie Ford. That really surprised me, but I was thinking of
1: you. Brilliant. Let's do some word association before you get the hell out of here. Kurt Bush. <laughs> a little Jack Roush touchy <laughs> Matt Kenseth
12: Matt Kenseth he's solid Greg Biffle Greg Biffle is mean. Carl freaking Edwards he's a gymnast you know I I tell you a Carl Edwards story you know the the 30-minute show Jack I understand uh, I'll only take 31 minutes but uh, we're at we're at uh, we're at uh, Las Vegas and uh, Mark has just won the bush race on Saturday and Carl has uh, finished second. He led and had the best car, and he had a flat tire. And Mark said, or uh, they, they, asked Mark. They one of the questions they said. Mark and I are both up in the media center, and they says, okay, what did, uh, what did, uh, what did, what did Carl say? What do you think Carl felt whenever? Uh, Whenever he uh, would have his flat tire and you won a race. And Mark says, well, he's a young man. He's going to win a lot of races. I've lost my races from flat tires, and he's going to lose. That's not the last one he's going to re- lose, but he said he's going to lose lots of them. He says, I don't have many opportunities left. I'll keep this one. He'll get his later. And uh, they asked me, he says, what do you think he thought? I said, well, I, I can't tell you for sure what he thought. I got a, f- I got a, sense, that I got a sense that it would be censored. But uh, I can tell you this. I said, whatever he was thinking, he was smiling like a Chesser cat. And I said, the fact that that, uh, ch- the fact that, that cat's smiling, I said, it doesn't, mean, it doesn't mean that you can pet him on the back. I said, you should stay away from him. I said, there's two drivers in the, in the, in the garage area right now that drive these ca- cars, all, have been driving them for years, that have had confrontations with him, and they've, been, they've understood for sure that in spite of the fact he was smiling and talking to him about something that was between them, it didn't mean that they could touch him on the back right now. So Carl Edwards is a hell of a driver, but he's a bad ass. You don't, you don't want to mess with him, right? Carl, one driver in particular, gave Carl the finger. And, and, uh, and that happened during the middle of the race. And at the end of the race, he bounced right up in the trailer. And he said, look, mister, and I'm not going to say it who it is, but it, the driver was a driver that you wouldn't think of that uh, somebody wouldn't necessarily take on. He bounced in there and he told him, he says, look. He says, if you thought today that I was trying to hold you up, he says, I apologize, I'm just a rookie. I says, I'm proud to be here, I'm trying to learn from all you guys. I said, I'll get out of your way as soon as I see you there. I said, I wasn't trying to hold you up, and if you think, in the future, if you think that I'm trying to hold you up, as soon as I see you, I'll get out of the way. It's not intentional. But he said, on the other hand, and he was smiling, on the other hand, if you give me a finger again, I will
1: whip your ass. <laughs> <laughs> and he will. <laughs> One name that I uh, haven't brought up, man, and, and again, it's a 30 minute show, Jack Roush,
12: Mark Martin. Oh, Mark Martin is the man. You know everything that you could say about uh, about a race car driver, you got to say about Mark Martin. You know the, the, the. I'll just go back to some of my roots. You know it isn't the size of the dog that that determines the fight, but it's the size of the fight in the dog. Mm-hmm. And and he is. He, there's a lot of fight in that little dog. He can do it.
1: Would Jack Roush be sitting on this table next to Kenny Sargent with Speed Freaks with two championships on his fingers? And I see you got those snappy coins in your in your pocket there, which I don't have. Would you be sitting on this table if Mark Martin was not a part of your life? Uh, if Mark Martin had
12: left me in 19, 1989, which was the first time he got a little frustrated with me because of my own ineptitude and what my program was doing and, and some of his problems at the time, if, if we had not fixed that and moved on, I'm sure that I wouldn't be sitting with five teams right now facing off against the best in stock car racing.
1: And there are cats in this room that don't realize that you got your start in this snappy little falcon going down a quarter mile with about five bucks in your pocket.
12: Yeah, I had all that going for me. I had a 292 Ford steel cr- truck sh- uh, crankshaft in it, and uh, I would race the wind. I know one particular day, I was racing uh, in. Uh, I was sitting at a traffic light in, in Allen Park, Michigan, ready to make a right turn onto a four-lane road. That was a was a uh, was was a secondary road, wasn't an expressway, and. Uh, Ready to pull out there, and there's a 442 Osmobile, red one with a hot-looking blonde, blonde-haired girl in there, and uh, and she was hot, as it turned out. But anyway, it was he was going rev, rev, rev. He was ready for the light to change, and, man, I said, this is going to be good because four, 442 Osmobiles, they didn't have much for my Falcon. So we rolled out, and I was not really nailing it hard because I wanted to keep him interested. I didn't want him to get discouraged mm-hmm. and quit, so I'm picking him up to worthwhile speed, and I looked, and here come the gumball machine. Oh, my God, you know. So so the policeman, he flags him over, and he pulls over, and he comes right up to me, and he pulls me over. So I pull over, and he goes back to him. Spends just a minute, and he's, 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 he's on this car for just a second. And all of a sudden, this Osmobile goes by, burning rubber. I says, the "Guys, the guys, the guys, a speed freak. He must be. You know, here he comes." I said, "He's going to come back, and he's going to flag me off too." Except he had that blood vessel about the size of your index finger popped out on the side of his neck, and his face was red as a, a tomato. He says, "Okay, son of a bitch." He said his wife was having a baby. What's your excuse? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm look, Jack. I'm gonna. It went down just like that. I couldn't make that up. Did you say you sold to the cop or did he say it to you?
5: No, he said,
12: okay, She He said, what's your excuse? His wife's having a baby. In fact, he said it the other way around.
1: Look, I'm an old s, but I've never heard gumball machine referred to the, to the cops.
12: Well, that's, that's what we called them in Michigan, you know. It was not a good thing, but they go ding, ding, ding. It was kind of a gumball machine ding going off, yeah.
1: Jack, you've been in the Speed Freaks pit so many times. And actually, we had you on, of course, before Matt Kinza took on the championship. And when I saw you win the, that championship, hold that trophy up, I saw a few things. One is you said you finally freaking got it. And two, it was quite a relief. You finally got one that you felt you deserved about in, what, 91, 91 was it? Yeah, in, 19, in 1990. Uh, Mark
12: Martin had a chance to win a championship and it went bad for us at Richmond as it turned out which was only the third race of the, uh, the year. They took 46 points and they were not taken for good reason and, and uh, we lost the, ch- the championship uh, by 26 points as it worked out. But, you know, w- in, 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 in 2002, uh, 2003, Mark Martin was there with me. He was a partner with me with Matt Kenseth. He'd brought Matt Kenseth to me. That was Mark Martin's championship as, it was at much, as much as it was mine.
1: One last word. Look at that camera. Tell everybody about
12: Speed Freaks. Speed Freaks are cool. They're in the air. They're everywhere. Kenny. I'm Kenny Sargent. This is Jack Roush. Say bye, Jack. Goodbye.
3: Wow. Yeah, uh, Jack Roush interviews were always yeah. legendous. Wow. Mm.
1: Gumball machine. You ever, you, you ever said that, stat, man? referring to a new cop car? Not referring to a cop car, no. I had other names for cop cars.
2: <laughs> I, do right now, I don't think you have a, a live button that will
1: take it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, uh, we've got about... Uh, I do the bath, Kitty. we got about three and a half minutes, but we've talked about this ad nauseum in regards to Jack Roush, that what he has meant to... Be, Forget NASCAR. Forget stock car. What he's meant to the automotive industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, just do a deep dive if you ever get a chance. to Do a deep dive on Jack Roush. I, is there not? A, is there a biography out on him? Autobiography on? I don't think so. I haven't seen it. Whoa, that would be loaded. Yeah.
2: Oh my gosh.
1: The significance.
2: Oh, yeah, Jack Roush started. Kind of hinted at it there, but he made his bones in drag racing. Yeah long before nascar he, ford pinto he used to race for pintos for crying out loud so uh yeah jack rouse was the dude
1: so
3: he's it, had influences or he's had his influence in formula one in indycar obviously in sports cars i believe was it his daughter who raced sports cars i mean just it's he's everywhere every he series Didn't he? Oh, God, we're talking about like back in the 90s now. There was something I remember reading about this. He had helped a team just, I don't know, something with their engine development preseason. And then they carried
2: some of his ideas on through the season. And a Warren Johnson helped Ferrari with uh, their launch program when Black, when Warren Johnson was winning everything in drag racing. And they called him and said, how do we get this sled started? And he taught him how. (laughs) Pro stock guy over to Formula One. I mean, hello.
3: That's what's cool about motorsports, when it does cross over like that. And, I mean, because we've gone through plenty of phases of I'm better than you and, you know, this series is so much better than that one and blah, blah, blah. But when they actually just put all their egos aside and actually help each other, there's nothing better than that. It's just – it's so cool to watch.
1: Richie, do you – again – You're a relative newbie to motorsports. Does the name Mark Martin mean anything to you?
2: The
8: Viagra car. Oh yeah, (laughs) there it is.
2: Yep, there
3: you go. Not Valvoline. Okay, so you think of Viagra before you think of Valvoline.
8: Correct. Okay. God, was Valvoline crash? Wasn't
3: he Valvoline for a while?
1: I don't know. She doesn't fall for work, Statman.
3: (laughs) Oh, I know. It's 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 a subpar product to obviously the best. Uh, Yeah. Okay, Lucas Oil being the best, but.
1: I remember when we had him on Statman when we were doing that Saturday I was show.
2: Thinking about that. Yeah, you brought it up.
1: I brought up the Viagra car, and I kind of made a joke about it, and it, it, I offended him, man. He no, it's uh, and he put me in my place.
2: Yeah, and, he took the next ten or fifteen minutes to straighten that.
1: <laughs> oh, <Whoa>,
2: yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I can just.
3: Go. I played. I
8: used to play a NASCAR video game when I was a kid. When Mark Martin was sponsored by Viagra. And in the video game, they had to blur out and change the paint scheme because they wouldn't allow Viagra to be in a children's video game. <laughs> <laughs> so his, his car was just like a blue car, and all it said was like Mark Martin on it. it didn't- <laughs> That's
1: greatness. I spoil the
2: kids'
8: minds with that.
2: They had an F1 car that was sponsored by Durex, and uh, there was places where uh, they couldn't show that in the games and so forth. At What's the... Durex?
1: No, oh.
3: I, I I don't know. You
1: know stat. Okay. We gotta go to break. Okay, we, fi- we've got to go to break.
2: Gotta look something up during the break.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: we've What's got Durix? we've got to go to break freak.
2: Yeah, straight straighten her out on that one.
0: Speed freaks. Motorsports radio redefined. From the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Speed Freaks. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent, <laughs> Crash Gladys, and Step Man. Here's the free.
1: Second hour of Speed Freaks coming up, Myatt Snyder, the son of Marty Snyder. If you're familiar with Marty Snyder, he works for NBC. You see him covering the majority of motorsports for NBC, but he also covers other sports for uh, NBC. His son, Myatt Snyder, running in the Xfinity Series car with Jordan Anderson. Um, Autosports or motorsports, Crash? Autosport. Autosport, okay. Uh, So Jordan and Myatt will be joining us this hour. Not much motorsports coming up. Did you miss the first hour? A little salute to Jack Rouse turning 80. Legendary NASCAR team owner, automotive genius, turned 80 recently. We had a uh, flashback of 17 years ago uh, with Jack Rouse. 17 years. My gosh. The hell's going on with that? That is just gnarly. So, yeah, man, that was last hour, and we had Paddle Award, your IndyCar Series winner, from barber he joined us last hour hopefully you follow us on twitter instagram we're there for you on facebook facebook live right now we're on facebook live youtube twitch thank you guys for hanging out a lot of you guys commenting on our uh video show video show god that sounds so old God, what
3: the Just hell? Just on the show, Man,
1: period. Jesus show. Christ. Video, audio, doesn't matter. Yeah, Video show. How's it going? Bozo, robber room coming up. Video show. Video killed the radio star. It sure did. Nice job, Richie. <laughs> I remember. Here's one for you. I And on that note, I remember my dad was probably stumped, too. When live video... Came out versus like film. It had to be the '60s, you know. It had to be '60s, late '60s, early '70s. I was asking my dad what the difference was. Think about it. I you're used to seeing like film, but when I would see video and even live video, I was asking my dad to explain it. He's going, "What, it's, son? I don't know. Just it's, it's called." Video. It's what film. are you
3: Talking about like what was the difference?
1: It's just like if if you look at like the like this. This isn't film. This isn't grainy. This is this is this is digital. Right. Okay, but you compare it to film, and film
2: like old film. But
1: yeah, but just film versus. Sorry, I d- man. It, this rabbit hole is six feet wide here, man.
2: Well, oh. no, they. Yeah, there was one time uh, when I first started that they had to when they put. Supers on the screen to tell you what person's name or where yeah. you are or whatever, you uh, had to put on there color news film or color video or something, so that people would know that this is this is different. You know, I mean, this is uh, it's not what you used to look at, and hmm. and you know, video is obviously a lot clearer. In fact, now some low-budget films they'll shoot it on video. And then they have a filter that they mm-hmm. can put it in and turn it into put some grain in it so it looks like film.
1: Yeah, and it's it, it. Listen, it's awesome to hear old guys like me and even young dudes like Richard C. Suave even say, "Film me," on their phone. Come on, Richie, it happens. You millennials still use "film me."
8: I remember I, I used to get on you all the time for that, and I was like, mm-hmm. no, Kenny, it's record. There is no yeah. film <laughs> in a phone. I'm recording you. I am not filming you.
1: But you also say, Millennial Man, that when you talk to – oh, I talked to so-and-so yesterday. No, you text them. You didn't talk <laughs> to
3: right. him. It wasn't an actual yeah. verbal conversation. It was a typed conversation. Yeah. This is true.
1: So I, I, I that's, uh, what, four minutes into a second hour of the show at uh, – if you if you didn't learn anything Indeed. there, Freak Nation, wow, Dover race is postponed until tomorrow noon Eastern, supposedly. Yeah, uh, our weather girl Crash Gladys. Oh, absolutely, looked it up on uh, weather.com. It looks like a sixty percent chance of nope. rain.
3: Uh, well, no, weather.com actually is pretty good, but when it comes to apps, the My Radar app is
2: mm-hmm. so bomb. Oh, I the secret it. is the hippy dippy weather man. You can't you there can't you go to anybody else. Wow, man, we are. Would you lo- say the hippy dippy weatherman? Yeah, hippy Dead. dippy weather man. That was George Carlin. That's how. George
3: oh, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Oh, man. I thought crash. we were going down the the lane of, good luck weather duck.
1: No the crash! Kenny's My two. gosh. <laughs> when I got kicked off the air at KSHU, TV is the weatherman with a good luck weather duck.
0: <laughs> good ah, <Kenny>. luck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I had, a, had an umbrella with a duck head at the end of it, and I'd point to different parts of the Texas.
3: <laughs> were you backwards on the <laughs> green you screen? <laughs> shush,
1: shush. Shush, going to resume with some affiliates. <laughs> Good luck, weather, duck.
0: Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio
1: redefined the freaks. Second hour of the freaks resuming with a number of affiliates. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. Maybe you're watching us on YouTube. Twitch, Facebook Live. Regardless, thank you for hanging out with the freaks. Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. A great. A great website to check out, generaltire.com to find the tire for whatever you drive. You got a F-250. What about a sports car? What about one of those new EVs that are rolling around? Yes, they've got the tire for your ride, Freak Nation. The official tire of the Freak Nation, General Tire, GeneralTire.com. Stat, you're laughing. Don't make Crash laugh doing fit news and notes, man. Okay? <laughs>
2: Good luck, weather Doc. We right. thank you so much, and you never trapped that on
3: Just
1: go, Crash, please.
3: <laughs> All right, Supercross in Denver last night in front of his home state crowd at Mile High Stadium. Eli Tomac secured his second championship with a fifth-place finish. And like we talked about last hour, he is now officially the oldest rider to ever win in Supercross. The 49-year history of the sport, by the way. And he's 29. Yep, old man. Old man Eli Tomac. Jason Anderson was the actual winner of the race in 450s and Hunter Lawrence the winner in 250s. But, of course, it's the month of May. Happy May 1st. IndyCar, baby. No better way to kick off the month of May if you're an IndyCar driver than with a win. And that's what Patricio Award did in the IndyCar race in Barber this weekend. So other Barber winners, Linus Lundquist in Indy Lights, Nolan Siegel in Indy Pro 2000. And then there were two USF 2000 races. They were split between first Jagger Jones, who was Parnelli Jones's grandson, and then freak nation favorite Miles Rowe. NHRA campaigned their second four wide nationals of the year. This time it was in Charlotte, and this time it was without pro stock. Mike Salinas took the top fuel Wally, and Sean Force snagged his Charlotte four wide win in Funny Car. But just when you think John is the most colorful interview at the top end, we also talked about this last hour. How about Steve Johnson? who won in Pro Stock Motorcycles, his second consecutive Pro Stock Motorcycle wallet. basically slammed Angel Sanpei, Matt Smith, and Angie Smith all in his top-end interview, but then finished it off by saying, but I don't hate anyone. I just say what I feel. Trans Am Race Sonoma and Chris Dyson continued his tear through the series, especially Wine Country. He won last weekend in Laguna Seca, and then again this weekend, flag-to-flag in Sonoma IMSA, was at Laguna Seca this weekend, and it was Felipe Albuquerque and Ricky Taylor resetting the track record on Saturday and then driving off to a mega win in the top class come Sunday. NASCAR postponed to tomorrow noon, Eastern time.
0: Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
11: Call now and learn which Echo product by Synergy Science is right for you. We offer free shipping and a full 30-day money-back guarantee. Change your health by simply changing your water. 800-944-1789.
5: 800-944-1789. 800-944-1789. That's 800-944-1789. Let's say life knocks on your door
6: and you need money If you think you might not qualify, remember, they can say yes when your bank says no. Call EasyKnock now and get the cash you need out of your home. EasyKnock is not a lender. Its products are not available in all markets. Terms and conditions apply.
5: 800-245-9187. 800-245-9187. 800-245-9187. That's 800-245-9187.
6: Pricing information. 800 915
5: 9654. 800 915 9654. 800 915 9654. That's 800 915 9654. Freaks
1: Motorsports Radio
0: redefined. <laughs>
1: LucasOil.com, LucasOil.com, the official oil of the Freak Nation, Lucas Oil Studios. Great website to check out. You got yourself a two wheeler. What about final sports car, a boat? Lucas Oil, the products to keep all of your rides on the road. LucasOil.com. All right, we don't have too much time here. We got it. Um, we got to get to the interview with the um, Mike Snyder and Jordan Anderson. So, Statman, here you go. So I was a, I was. K KSHU it was like no, channel 3 that. or whatever the hell it was. It was, it was it was the Sam Houston State TV station and when you're a uh, radio TV major you you've got to do all these different things like you were it was an anchor I was a weather person weather man and I when I god I'm so stupid I mean the map was just you know just just big cardboard thing and but I would point to different parts of Texas with with this <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh, I really like the mallard. Yeah,
1: I would. I would use the the mallard face to point to the (laughs) to point to Ed down at Houston with seventy nine percent humidity, twenty percent chance of showers. (laughs) And I'd point to Houston with my good luck weather duck stat, man.
2: (laughs)
0: There it is.
1: If you're watching this, good luck weather
2: duck. There There you go. we gotta bring that into the freak nation somehow.
1: It uh, it Actually, was so yes, it was so lucky that I got kicked off TV for a show because I was laughing so hard. <laughs> the TV came back to me. Let's see if I can do it here. The TV came back to me and I'm looking over here at the monitor. It came back early and I was doing this, like scratching my nose. It looked like with I had my, duck? like I had my no, I had my finger, yeah, with the duck, no, with my finger up my nose. <laughs> and I looked at the monitor and I just started laughing. I couldn't stop laughing. Oh my god. And our professor, after the show, called and says, Kenny, you're off the air next week. You couldn't contain yourself.
3: Didn't we just talk about how mature you were in the first hour and now we're talking about your Ooh. immature days? Yes. Well, oh, that
2: was when alcohol was involved. Right. Uh,
1: <laughs> Myatt Snyder, Jordan Anderson coming up. Your stat man, Scat. Uh, and not much motorsports will be here in the Freak Nation. Uh, it, it, you've missed any of the show, go to the website, speedfreaks.com. TV that's speedfreaks.tv hopefully follow us on Twitter Instagram of course Facebook we're live right now and on YouTube and twitch coming up Mike Snyder and Jordan Anderson here in the Freak Nation but first your stat man scat it's
2: been a week since NASCAR driver Denny Hamlin criticized fellow racer Kyle Larson by posting an ugly Asian stereotype on social media NASCAR ordered Hamlin to take racial sensitivity courses as a result. What's happening inside the stock car racing industry? NASCAR continues to find itself in these situations. Two years ago, it was Larson who used a racial pejorative over an open internet microphone. Then it was the noose found in a garage assigned to black driver Darrell Wallace. To be fair, the FBI investigated and found the noose was in the Alabama garage a year before the garage was assigned to Wallace. And five days ago, a driver from a series owned by NASCAR was suspended indefinitely for an assault away from the track. More light needs to be shined inside the closed circus that is the NASCAR garage. That's kind of happening with the growth of new drivers at the front of the field, another generation of competitors, and hopefully another generation of thought can emerge from that, thankfully. Peace.
0: Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio. Redefined.
10: Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping.
5: 800-709-4409. 800-709-4409. 800-709-4409.
9: That's 800-709-4409. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable?
5: That's 800 1845
1: Lucas Oil Studios Freak Nation it'll be 22 years coming up in June that we've been doing this thing a great website to check out to keep your rides on the road it's lucasoil.com it's lucasoil.com Myatt Snyder Jordan Anderson joining us now here in the freak nation as i mentioned earlier I've been chasing down these happy bastards for it feels like six years actually for about six weeks we finally we finally got it uh Myatt snyder running the xfinity series jordan anderson is a driver and a team owner so many things i want to talk to you guys about but first of all let's get this out of the way uh Myatt, you shaved your damn face now you're growing the beard back and when you shaved your face it looked like you were 15. how can a dude that has such a baby face have so much hair uh, on his chin. How'd that work out?
13: Uh, it's. I, I think I can categorize it as uh, supreme laziness because I don't think I shaved since Martinsville the previous year. So uh, that was all the way in. That was all the way in like October, or November. So a uh, good like four or five months of just just letting it go out. And so I had the full uh, full Amish mode going. So uh, if I kept it going any longer, we might have had to run the trailer without the trailer without any electricity.
1: Well, again, my, my point is you have a baby face, Myatt. And just, it's incredible that you have this big burly freaking beard. I don't. It looked as if you, know, you had you know, went to a costume shop and put it on, but no, that was a legit beard, bro.
13: It's weird because my dad can't really grow a beard. He doesn't really have <laughs> beard genes, and so I, I don't know. I just, I guess I'm just a freak of nature.
3: <laughs> Ooh, so that makes Dad jealous, I would assume.
13: Uh, I don't think he's quite jealous of it. I think it's uh, his his beard grows a little slower, so he doesn't have to shave it as often. So. I'm just like, I've, I've been blessed and cursed with this.
3: Jordan, you're married now. It's been a staunch two weeks, I believe. What about a beard for you? I mean, what's the wife say? Facial hair or no facial hair? Come November, are you going to do the no, the Movember thing?
14: She she's not a fan. You know, I tried to go my route, and uh, after Phoenix last year, the last race of the year, I, I tried to let it go. and grow out for some reason this area here doesn't grow in so i had like the neck the neck beard going on and she just wasn't a fan of that so i wasn't graced with the uh the beard team that my got so i'll keep a shaved face and she's a little bit more happier with that so as long as she's happy i'll keep it clean shaven and, and the whole house will be happy so I've, I've already learned that note so we'll keep it that way <laughs>
2: That's actually more Amish St- than Maya
1: though. Statman shaking his head. He know he, he knows exactly what George is talking about.
2: <laughs> it took me a while. I was long an adult and through with adult beverages by the time I was able to grow a beard. So it was, uh, it was strange. I know when no, we were I, on I, TV, I used to. I tell to, you, I it, was it's, it's funny, out. you know,
14: because we, we were joking about it because Myatt shaved it and we went and ran Martinsville and, and had a good night there. And then Talladega, you know, got a top ten. So, I'm like, man, you're going to have to keep the, the clean-shaven face. So, it's it's working out for them. But uh, we've had a whirlwind week. I mean, Talladega was was a big weekend for us, you know, to come away with a, a top ten. I had a birthday the week before, got married. Uh, a lot of a lot of good things going on. So, uh, we're, we're at Dover this weekend, hopefully keeping the the momentum rolling. But uh, it's been a crazy year. It's been a, a fun year, you know, the first season that we've been able to work together with Myatt and bring him on board with us, and, and our team is growing. I mean, it wasn't uh, three, four years ago. We were just getting started in the truck series, and now to be running Xfinity every week. its It's been exciting, but a lot of things going on, and, and I got to introduce my wife now as, as a co-owner on the team now, I guess, so
2: Ooh. it's a whole new chapter of life. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> oh, I'm liking that. Buy it with that kind of resume, you'll never be able to shave again. You Jordan's got to have a birthday every week and he's got to get married
13: every week
3: if we're going to about luck.
2: <laughs> oh. Well, hold on
3: though, because you guys are talking about that when we're talking about facial hair or birthdays and weddings and what brings luck on the track. Are you guys, both of you or either one of you, superstitious? Because the lineage of superstitions in racing goes long. Does it apply to you guys?
13: I mean, I actually tried a playoff beard last year. Well, I did the opposite. I, I, sh- I did a playoff shave. So I, I had a beard all, like, I think all the way up to Bristol last year. And we were actually starting to kind of come into our own and run really good. And then uh, as soon as I shaved it, we had bad luck. So I, I don't know. Maybe Ooh. maybe
14: I do need to keep it.
3: Oh, Jordan?
14: Not really. You know, there's there's a few things that I'll, I'm more of a um, – a repetition kind of guy, you know, if I've got a good day or a good race or something, I'll I'll go back and try and do things a certain way. I mean, I I like my certain things I'll eat for a day or certain things I'll drink (laughs) or certain things like that. But, uh, you know, you look back at some of the jokes, like you can't have a $50 bill. Well, you know, both times I ran Daytona and we finished second. I accidentally, somebody gave me a $50 bill and I had one in my wallet both
1: times. No, come on.
14: When I started racing dirt late models, our sponsor was, uh, my hometown, Forest Acres, their colors were white and green, so I had a green dirt lake model for two years, and we won a lot of races with that thing, so we kind of broke a lot of the, the superstitions. The only thing that I won't let somebody have, and my dad's done it a couple times, he's brought peanuts to the racetrack, and that's oh. a no-go. Like Get those things out of here. That's about the only thing that I that I hold true to is don't, don't bring peanuts anywhere around here, because I think the last... Three or four times, because my, my dad loves peanuts. We're from South Carolina. He loves boiled peanuts. He goes all over those things. And I think every single time, brought from the racetrack, you either crashed, or blown a motor, Dude. or the trailers burn a bearing on the way the track. I'm like, no more, no more. So that's about cool. the only thing.
2: So when you put your shoes on, either one of you, when you put your shoes on, is it left, right, uh or right, left?
14: <laughs> I don't know. I never thought about that one. I just put them on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you?
13: I haven't ever done that, but I've seen some people who will put one pant leg on and then put the shoe on, and then they'll put one other <laughs> pant leg on, put the shoe on, and I think that's just insanity. So I don't do that.
1: Holy I've got smokes. i enough
14: other problems to try to add one more to my, my thing to remember and keep up, with. there's always so much room up there.
1: Uh, well, the reason I wanted to team you guys up is because, Jordan, you still consider yourself a racer, a driver, but you're also a big-time Xfinity Series Team owner, So there's got to be a lot of emotions going on and it's maybe it's something that you guys don't necessarily want to talk about We but we got to bring it up because I've never had a chance to ask this of somebody as a team owner, when you see your driver on the back stretch of Daytona last lap up in the catch fence, give me your emotions and then Matt uh, share your emotions with me, maybe as it's happening and then after from your perspective of oh hell the cars damaged. Okay, I'm okay. Uh, what's Jordan thinking? I, I just want to hear the array of emotions that went down during that last lap.
14: Yeah, I tell you, that's, uh, for me, and, and, and Maya will probably probably say so as well, but uh, for me this year, I think that watching him race and seeing him a pit box has been more stressful than being behind the wheel, because something about being a race car driver, it's so much of a control thing, like you're the one that's, that's holding the steering wheel, you're, you're in control of what that race car does, and and I'm sitting on the pit box watching him race. It's kind of a helpless feeling because I can't help him. I can't do anything. And I think those last uh, – I think, Kenny, when you actually came by the, the pit box there with, like, 20 to the go, I was a nervous wreck. Like, my hands are sitting here, like, shaking because he's three wide in the middle mm-hmm. and there's guys crashing everywhere. And I'm like, oh, please, please don't tear <laughs> this thing up. So, you know, it's definitely a, a crazy feeling. But, yeah, going back to that Daytona deal, we were sitting on the pit box. And, you know, he'd done a great job our race. We were sitting, like, fifth place in the last lap. And, we're in a really good shot because Daytona, I mean, heck, the year before in the truck series, I was 11th at the white flag. He was fifth, so we were still in contention for potentially coming out uh, up front of that deal. But, yeah, it's definitely not a good feeling. You know, the, the first thing you think is hopefully he's all right, and then I see him get out of the car, and he walks the ambulance, and I'm like, man, we just lost the lost race car. I mean, the rear clips oh. 100 yards down the racetrack. The motors in turn <laughs> three, like, that thing was, was pretty torn up, but it, it put a lot of things in perspective for me. I mean, I never – never been that that position still a fairly new new owner on this side of things and you know sitting outside the care center while he was he was in the care center for what probably about an hour Uh, Mm. definitely an emotional roller coaster for me but just thankful that our guys built a, a safe race car makes you makes you appreciate you know the the chassis we get rcr chassis and We've got, uh, he runs a carbon fiber seat with a pour in it. You know, everything on the safety side of things did its job. So, you know, sometimes we forget that, uh, racing is still a, a dangerous sport, but, you know, we're very fortunate that things are to the level they are with what NASCAR does on the safety level of things that, you know, we can have crashes like that. And he was back in the race car the next week, and it's like that's still insane to think about. But, uh, we're, we're, uh, we're pretty tough on the racing side of things, but, uh, I don't know. I'm sure you're probably probably tired of talking about the Daytona crash. That's got to be like I don't know. For for me to drive, like I've had some crashes, but like that one there is one that you're gonna be like seventy years old and sitting like, hey kids, <laughs> hey kids, look at this from back in
3: the day. Y'all <laughs> seen
14: me do this before? No. Um,
3: <laughs> and I walked
0: away.
13: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I mean, it, it was frustrating for me because you know I just want to get a good finish for the team. You know I. I Starting off the year strong is important, you know, it doesn't define the rest of the year, but it helps to just, you know, get everybody amped up and, you know, you started off with like a top five or something like that. And it's just, it makes you more hype for the rest of the year. And so, um, and we were this close from it. So basically what happened is I just got, um, I got two pushes, uh, that were too close together. Like the guy behind me was pretty aggressive. And so he pushed me once and got me sideways. And I kind of started to correct it, and then he pushed me again before I could finish correcting it. And that's kind of what got us uh, sent into the fence. So I spun off the nose of the guy next to me, and then um, I was kind of nose-to-nose with the guy all the way next to the wall. And um, they had a head of steam, so they were pushing me, and that kind of just caused the car to lift up. And um, at that point, I knew that nothing that would happen from there would be any good. So I was (laughs) like, all right, well, here it goes. And, um, and and after that, it was just kind of a blur because everything, the, the car caught the fence, it spun around, and then it landed back on the track pretty quickly. Um, and the chassis actually got so twisted up from it that um, when it was sliding to a stop, the left side of the car was on the ground. And I thought it was once it hit the grass that it was going to dig in and flip over again. I'm like, please, not again. And luckily, um, oh. it didn't happen again. So come to a stop, I look to my right, transmission's gone, there's a gaping hole in the car, and I'm like, oh. The motor's gone. Look around <laughs> me, and like, oh, everything's gone but me. So, um, whoa. And um, I get out, and I kind of look at the car, and there's not much left of it. And I'm like, all right then. So, um, a funny story I have about everything that followed that was, um, my girlfriend has been um, on me to be better about texting her back after the race and letting me know I'm okay oh. if you know something happens or just letting her know that I'm fine and um, so I'm like the first thing I thought about after I laid down in the ambulance um, I was like I should text her and so I look over to the paramedic and I was like hey can I see your phone he's like sure. and he, gives, he gives me his phone and I'm like I'm okay it's mine and so try to call my dad but of course he's not gonna pick up some random Daytona Beach number um, and so i got to see him and luckily i was pretty okay with it because uh everything that happened because i knew that i was fine i knew that you know i my foot was just a little bruised but um luckily i came out of it okay and i was at the race next week but uh yeah you know really i was more upset that we didn't get to finish the race because we were gonna end up like third fourth or fifth something Mm -hmm. like that so it's uh that's just how racers are
3: listening to you talk about the cell phone issue and needing to communicate with your dad communicate with your girlfriend it just makes me think Brad Keselowski ruined this for everybody. You guys can't carry your cell phones in your fire suits anymore. It's ridiculous.
13: Yeah, you know, I, if, if I had my cell phone with me and that was happening, I would have right. obviously just taking a video and you know so I could have that for later. Um, He'd <laughs> be on
14: TikTok climbing out of the car. and like, oh, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Seriously.
1: Freak Nation, we have a part two of that coming up. We'll do that when we come back from the next break. But Statman, listen to that interview. I, we talk about us being around for 22 years. We know what happened in February of 2001 when Dale Earnhardt lost his life. And you look at his accident compared to where we are now. I mean, look at this. Look at that. I mean, that's that's before the fireball. If you're watching this on YouTube or Twitch, you see his, Mike Snyder's 31 Xfinity car up in the catch fence. And – just a a bruise. But you look at Dale Earnhardt and when he hit that wall in between what, three and four, it, it doesn't compare to that.
2: No, it doesn't compare at all because, uh, Earnhardt hit the wall with no soft wall. And it was, the violence was so strong that the rear end moved a couple of feet forward. Um, and uh, uh, Walter, Daryl Waltrip watching it on TV knew immediately there was a problem because mm-hmm. the, all of the energy of the car went into the wall. In that case, with uh, Snyder, it went up into the fence and all the energy was thrown around and spun around and, and uh, was able to dissipate. And the other one, it just all went into the car and uh,
1: wasn't good. Well, I think what I'm getting to is the... the... NASCAR in particular, and I, well, I would say IndyCar, right, crashed The the safety yes. of these cars, yes, yes. Uh, h- has been one of one of the biggest developments since we've been doing the show.
2: Yes. Without right. question, all all drag racing, open mm-hmm. wheel, uh, stock cars, sports cars. They all are much more uh, cognizant of safety for the drivers. Mm.
1: Still, we got about three minutes left, but still recall those conversations with Mario Andretti when he's running Formula One back in the '60s, and how he would say uh, he and the other drivers would look around in their pre-race meeting, and think, "Yep, one or two of these guys they're not going to be around this year. We're going to lose them." Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and the guys would sit on gas tanks mm-hmm. practically in sports car racing, and uh, they, they, you know, that I've talked to drivers that just shake their head and said, "We had no idea." The danger that we were in and it was just just luck that more of us didn't leave yeah. you know i mean it's crazy cars are infinitely safer than they were even 20 years ago between dale and now oh yeah oh without question yes
1: crasher there was that wreck with kenny brack at texas motor speedway where oh. he got up in the catch fence and there was nothing left but him in the two in his tub mm-hmm. and i mean yeah he had some issues but
3: it just happened. i was surprised that he came out of that as yeah. well as he did yeah
1: well, scott dixon
2: was an Indy when he got upside down mm-hmm. and landed on the on the f- fence upside down you know mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. wow it's just
3: and he truly did walk away from that one yeah, yeah. and yeah.
2: the dowel all the oh, spinning man. and you know that was crazy you know it's just but thankfully the spinning was able to dissipate the energy And uh, didn't get into the into the car as much.
1: Yeah, that's the advancement of safety in cars over the last twenty-two years is just to to use a old term, stunning. It it took Dale's death to you know twenty-two years later, a guy like Mike Snyder can get up in the catch fence, catch fire, and text his girlfriend in the back of the ambulance. I'm okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
8: yeah i mean
3: when we started this show june of the year 2000 Mm -hmm. there were arguments throughout the driver garage in nascar about how how stupid the hans device was and there's no way they wanted to wear they some of the drivers were calling it a toilet seat i'm not wearing that toilet seat that that takes away some of my field of vision when i you know that people just were so stupid about the actual safety component of it i think it was indycar and f1 had had made it permanent and they said you have to wear these now and NASCAR's just pushing and pushing away from it. Nope, nope, not gonna do it.
1: Alright, more with Matt, my excuse me, Myatt, Snyder and Jordan Anderson coming up after we get a break.
0: Speed Freaks Motorsports
5: Radio Redefined. Do you love driving, but you don't love your car payment? that's 800-871-9417 terms and conditions apply financing is available with approved credit see
6: openroadlending.com for details do you own a timeshare well face the facts you made a mistake you made a bad purchase a timeshare is not an investment it's a money pit that continues forever if you use your timeshare that's great but if you don't and you want to legally get out of your contract Call my friends right now at the Timeshare Exit Hotline. They're an experienced team of lawyers who help good people like you get out of a timeshare contract that they just don't want. Don't throw away your money on maintenance fees. Use it for things you really want. We can help you end your timeshare contract and stop the money drain immediately. If you're ready to move on with your timeshare, call our team right now.
5: Cancel your timeshare now with a free call
6: 800-824-5131
5: 800-824-5131 800-824-5131 that's 800-824-5131
1: Freak Nation coming up more of that. Myatt Snyder, Xfinity Series pilot, and Jordan Anderson, the owner of the Xfinity Series team. Jordan Autosports, Crasher.
3: Jordan Anderson. Sorry. Bomberito Autosport.
1: There you go. Bang. Like that. Uh, one of the front runners. It, 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 it's not a hugely funded team, whether it's Gibbs or Richard Childress, but they're running up front with Myatt Snyder. And that last segment we talked about the accident that um, has put, put Myatt Snyder on the map for a lot of people. Uh, we pick it up with Myatt and Jordan Anderson, go a little deep with them, you're in the Freak Nation. Jordan Anderson, Jordan is here in the Freak Nation, of course, running the Xfinity Series. He got uh, the Monster Mile this weekend. And Jordan, as a, as a team owner, it's, it's fun to watch young team owners, and we're seeing it in the Cup Series, in the Xfinity Series, where back in the day you didn't have a shot in hell to win a race. But now new owners, uh, Trackhouse, Jordan Anderson, I could go on and on. You guys have a shot to win races and to win championships. I mean, it racing, for freak's sake, taking on the powerhouses. What's been the big difference for owners like yourself that you can compete with those, uh, those big guns, whether it's Childress or Hendrick or Stuart Haas?
14: Yeah, I think you're, you're starting to see the, the, the playing field get leveled out on a lot of different points. So you go, starting at the bottom, like a truck series, they came in in 2018 with the Elmore Motors. So, you know, no matter whether you're a Chevy Ford, Toyota, you've got to run the Elmore Motors. So that kind of equaled the playing field out there. You come up to the Xfinity series, we run the composite body. So, you know, you may have a different nose or different tail, but every single car out here, has got to run this composite body so it moved away from when we had fabricators making you know fenders and doors and you guys remember the the twisted bodies that they used to run here in the xfinity series so we've gotten away from that and moved toward the composite body and now you see on the cup series they've gone to this next gen car which you look at ross's win last week that was the same car he won with dakota so you know to see that kind of um you know movability to run a car different tracks you see that a little bit on the xfinity series but you know you can basically say that you look at a team like jgr or rcr and you look at our team you know we're able to 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 go buy rcr chassis we run their chassis we run ecr motors we've got the same body they do so the gap has closed quite a bit and, and with that gap being closed it takes down payroll you know i don't have to keep a you know three or four full-time fabricators on staff because these bodies just they, they go together a lot easier so you know being able to outsource some of that stuff has certainly brought cost down has brought overhead down quite a bit and we're able to take that money you typically would have to spend in those areas and we're able to spend it more on you know spindles and, and things that can make more of a difference on how the car handles and, and get my a better piece so you know we've really tried to stockpile over the last year and a half on on what we did and this whole thing started Fall, winter of 2020, we made a decision to go Xfinity Race and we started out by buying five cars from RCR. And as the year went on last year and even this year, we bought more and we're up to uh, around under 18 chassis and bodies that we purchased together. It's just keep building inventory. And, you know, as we work to kind of get our stuff better, we're able to streamline to make sure all the parts are the same. We're able to build some SIM engineering software to kind of help our cars better when they unload. So everything that we're doing is working towards trying to be a better and more competitive race team and you know it is crazy i mean i still remember coming to dover in 2018 and i drove in here with uh one truck that i'd run the week before and my dually and Gooseneck. so you know fast forward four years later it's kind of crazy to see how much we've grown but i think it's a perfect example of i think you know motorsports as a whole went through a, a, a tough time you know 15 16 17 you know across the board and i think a lot of that was was you know bigger picture the economy but things have gone pretty well and i think you look at a lot of teams, I mean, we're very fortunate that, you know, we've got partners that have stuck with us. Myatt's got Taxlayer, Louisiana Hot Sauce, uh, Superior Essex. We've got the guys from Bombrio Automotive. We've got Lucas Oil. I mean, Lucas has been with me since 2015. They've been with me from day one. So, you know, what makes a, a successful team owners having partners and, and people that stick behind them through the good times and the bad and, you know, from from day one having people that have stood behind us and helped us grow this thing is, is what's allowed us to get here. I mean we all know racing that it's it's cubic dollars is what makes race cars mm-hmm. faster and you know the more we can invest and, and stay here. I mean every single year I feel like our team is getting better. We're getting more competitive. We're adding more depth to our team and both people and our and our uh, resources. So it's just a process. It doesn't happen overnight, but it has been cool to see, you know, guys like myself and Sam Hunt and Tommy Joe Martins in the Xfinity series. You've got uh, Justin Marks and with with track house and the cupside and then Matt Collin and those guys. So definitely some new blood coming in and, and you know, fortunate to, to be on that wave, so hopefully we can keep it riding. I mean we've we've been close a couple of times this year to 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 getting up there on the on the front row and you know we just gotta keep at it and I think Mike's gonna do a, a good job for us the rest of the year now that we've got things turned around we've gotta gotta keep <laughs> digging and see where it takes us.
3: Oh it's definitely coming. The this- snow Cloud got in the way in Talladega. I still don't know what the heck was going on there. Hold on,
1: let's let, now that you bring it up, Crash. Here okay. you go. Look at that beauty. Oh,
0: check that out. <laughs> there it is.
3: <laughs> Seriously, who puts their debris out there like that? Totally I drove
13: up and down the racetrack, doing whatever I could, trying to get that thing off. It actually ended up being a good thing because it allowed us to come in and take fuel off. And so, uh ah. while everybody else was running out of fuel late in the race, we were we were still way good on. Uh, ready to go so uh yeah uh jordan anderson racing and snyder uh plowing services uh, ready to go
3: (laughs) yes hey jordan referenced earlier about how the motorsports industry needed to really make some changes in the mid-teens of the 2000s and they did and indycar is seeing a benefit nascar seeing a benefit formula one holy cow that's a whole nother animal right now but everybody is starting to climb back up but with that is the necessity for more change to just continue to making the product better. Maya, where do you stand on you know the talk about we need to shorten races in NASCAR? We need to shorten the season. A lot of people are either on one side or the other. They're not really middle ground. Where do you stand on some of those issues?
13: Well, I actually I am the middle ground, so I, I'll help you out here. So um, I think that some cup races should be shorter. Like you know, I think having having a ton of five hundred mile races is uh, you know, not, not truly necessary anymore, but I do think that they should save, you know, the five, 600 miles for the big crown jewel stuff, you know, the Coke 600, Southern 500, um, you know, well, it's not the Brickyard 400 anymore, but, um, you know, Mm -hmm. those, those types of big races, I think those are important to, you know, keep the traditional length. It's really cool to see, you know, just, it's, it makes it special too, you know? So, you know, we, you think most, if you, if most races were only 400 miles and then, suddenly someone you know who's only a casual fan sees a 500 mile race they might be a little more interested or they really see a 600 mile race and they're like huh why is it different and so yeah, yeah so i think saving those big big length races for the crown jewel events i think that's important and um yeah that's just a part of something that nascar's gonna have to figure out but i think you know they're they've shown a will changes and to try new tracks and try new places and i think uh you know the sports on a good
3: do you like the road courses adding more road courses to all the schedules throughout nascar
13: Absolutely, I spent um, a full season of doing just road course racing um, a couple of years ago, and uh, I think it's you know it's great to showcase that these that the drivers in NASCAR can do just about anything. You know, um, you know, doing dirt that's cool. Doing road courses that's especially cool. So yeah, show, showcasing the talents that we all have. To, you know, build race cars that can do it and have drivers that can do it. I think that's uh, that's important.
3: Yeah. Okay. Okay the dirt thing. This is just, it's driving me crazy. It's been driving me crazy for weeks since pre-Bristol when Kyle Busch says, yeah, I agree with Richard Petty. It takes the sport back when we go back to dirt. I don't, I totally don't buy into that because I think it just gives it another element and it it just creates more diversity in and among the sport. That's, that's an exciting factor for fans.
13: Absolutely. And, uh, you know, they, um, they, you know, fans see a traditional racetrack, and they're like, oh, it's a racetrack. And then they see a dirt track, and they're like, oh, that's different. You know, some of these people yes. you know, may have never seen a dirt track in their life before. So it's uh, it's especially cool to go to a place, you know, um, I really enjoyed when the truck series went to Eldora. I thought that was really cool. It just it, it drew so many fans, and it just showed people, you know, what NASCAR racing and racing is about in general. And so I just, I think there's there's still some developments to be made in the, in the whole dirt aspect of NASCAR. But I think, uh, you know, NASCAR is trying to make it work.
1: Jordan, as a team owner, do you like uh, the fact that you've got to prepare a car or eventually prepare a car to run on the dirt?
14: It, uh, it does not hurt my feelings right now that the doesn't race on dirt, because I went through that. I went, uh, we ran three years in the truck series. We had you know Eldora, and then we had Knoxville last year, and the Bristol race, and there's, uh, there's only been a handful of times where I've had to basically jump an entire race car. And, and pretty much after every dirt race, you're just like, all right, let's pull the seat out, the motor out, the fuel cell out, and ship it to the junkyard. So it's, uh, it's, if you have enough inventory dirt racing, you love it. But when you're down on inventory, you basically scrap a car. It's a little rough. But, you know, like we said, I give it to NASCAR that next-gen race at, at Bristol. They figured out how to get the track to where it was taking a little bit of rubber. The cars seemed to handle well. I mean, heck, you watch that truck race at Bristol. That's the first time in history every truck finished a race. So I think they're starting to figure out how to do these dirt races because, as you guys know, there's so much that goes into dirt racing with how you prep the racetrack. I think that first year they went to Bristol, the track was just way too soupy. There's too much water on there, and they kind of figured out a happy medium to where, you know, we could actually see where the guys are going, and there's not mud everywhere, and they kind of found that balance. So, like you said, I think the more that we do this stuff and we think outside the box, it'll be better. And, you know, you look back to, to what happened with COVID two years ago, getting rid of practice. I mean, we used to show up, and we'd be practicing for hours upon hours and just chewing up tires and time on the motors and, you know, that's brought the cost down to be able to cut some of that out. I mean, I know it's made it a little bit harder for the drivers. It's just we just show up and pretty much go race. But, you know, there's a, a new new time for everything. And we found out what we can do with and what we can do without. And we've made it work. And I think it's made the sport healthier.
1: Well, we'll end it with this, man. I, I, I saw it firsthand. I'm watching that truck race, excuse me, watching the cup race at Bristol with a, a dude Who's a big Boston Celtics fan? We watched the Celtics game, then went into oh, right. uh, went into the 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 Cup race, and he would he would know the difference between an Indy car and a Cup car, and he's we sat there. That's the longest Cup race I've watched in a couple of years, but he sat there and he was blown away by it. And now, hey Kitty, how do I get tickets for mm-hmm. the finals in Phoenix? That, that's you, as a team owner and a driver, that's the crap you guys want. You want those new eyeballs to fill the seats to those. Those folks that are falling off the back of the bleachers.
14: hundred percent. Yeah, it, it it makes it so much more fun and just electrifying when you can walk down pit road before a race and you see the grandstands filled and people are cheered. I mean, you, you can hear it you can feel the electricity when people are on the racetrack. I mean that's one thing when COVID was going on with no fans, it was just like a practice session, you know, it just it just feels so much different when the fans aren't there. So now that fans are back at the track and We're having great crowds. People are turning out. And people are, like Mike said earlier, they're able to experience our sport for the first time and and see really how cool it is and be able to take it all in. I mean, there were a lot of people having a good time at Talladega last week. And they may have been hurting a little bit on Monday, but they had a great time, I guarantee you, down there in Talladega. But it's been cool to see how many more people are are watching our sport and turning in to watch it. And um, I think you'd probably echo that, wouldn't you? Oh, absolutely.
13: Getting brand new eyeballs on this sport is what's going to keep it going, you know. So um, I think the sport tried it, a, you know, a couple decades ago and it kind of was a mixed bag. And, you know, now we're going about it in a better way, I feel like. And so it's just about growing the sport in a healthy way and getting more people interested in racing. And, um, you know, I think I think we've, as a sport, we've done a lot better job.
1: Well, drivers supposedly become soft when they get married. Uh, Myatt, has Jordan become soft in the last couple of weeks now that he's married?
13: I know. It, it's like all <laughs> the time kind of soft. So, um, <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's still the same guy. Still won't text me back.
3: Oh, <laughs> dude, text him back. That's your driver.
14: I'm just giving a crap. I'll, I'll make a phone call before I do a text. I think i got like 394 unread text messages right now. So I'm, if you need to get me, call me
1: yeah Uh,
3: oh no that's it no we are seriously in that that crossover era some people can't stand texting while others can't stand talking on the phone that's interesting to me so you you would much rather prefer standing there on pit lane shouting into your phone (laughs) because it's so damn loud out around you than just getting a text and saying yes or no
14: i'm
1: an
3: old soul, i guess yeah maya which one are you text or phone
14: uh, we're talking about phones i don't know what you guys use we are harping on Maya to switch over to an iPhone. He still has what is it, a droid oh. or an Android, Android? Yes, it's Android Samsung. Songs. Every video he takes looks like he was filming on potatoes. So we're trying to get the <laughs> <experience>. capabilities. <laughs> <laughs> at least I you black.
1: Does he have to do? <laughs> oh. Does he have to do this? He has to flip it. And, it does and, not
14: flip. Actually, it does flip. It flips sideways. Look at it. Where is the phone at? Look. It flips that way.
3: Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fill, fill my potato. You know, if I great. did that with an iPhone, it would just break.
1: Yes, that's oh,
3: true. That, that valid. Yep.
1: <laughs> oh, I can see the battles coming. Hey, guys, I, I know it's tough to get both you guys together, according to Myatt, but uh, this is awesome, man. I'm glad we we're able to do it. We'll see yes. you around the track more often. Let's, uh, let's get a win, God dang it, so we can get you in here it's to tough. celebrate a win, Myatt, all right? That's the goal. Fellas, uh, thank you guys very much. This has been awesome. Good luck to you.
14: Sounds
0: Thanks cool. for having us. Thanks, guys. See ya. <laughs> not, not much motorsports. motorsports. Not much motorsports. Helio oh. or Helio. Oh. Not, no. not, not, not. Well, not only much, that. Much, much, Thank you. I love you. And headlining the party. They're
3: Douchebags. Lose. Not much motorsports.
0: <laughs> the freaks.
3: Not much motorsports. Not much motorsports. <laughs>
1: Hey, uh, Richie, did you realize that the last Friday of April was uh, National Hairball Awareness Day, buddy? I do now. Look at stuff man. Hairball Awareness Day, April 29th. Hmm. Celebrated annually again the last Friday of April. Hmm. It's for it was started by this cat, this cat. Literally this uh, veterinarian in Kansas that wanted to make cat owners aware of why they, why their cats keep coughing up hairballs. His name is Blake Holly, a Kansas-based veterinarian. <laughs> Richie's going to sleep. Yeah,
8: stay with Richie. <laughs> I was actually I was looking this story up. Is what I was doing.
1: Hairballs recalls when cats ingest their own hair while self-grooming. The hair gathers into a digestive obstruction,s causing the felines to vomit them out. There you go. <laughs> Sorry, we didn't celebrate it on the actual day, man. But
3: how how do you celebrate a hairball awareness day? Do you just do you like, <laughs> like I'll fly up? Like, yeah. allegedly, yeah.
1: <laughs> just blast it out. All right, man. Uh, we're gonna we'll do it again next week. Shoot the juice to the moose and uh, Statman. Cut it loose. Zip!
9: Speed Freaks.
0: Motorsports Radio. Redefined.
11: Here's a simple solution for you. If you have back pain, knee pain, or any other pain in your body, it's as simple as drinking a glass of water every day. Your body is over 60% water, and drinking the best water you can get is crucial for your health.
4: bone, and Algae Cal Plus contains all of them, and it's proudly made in the USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now.
5: 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. 800-4-3-7-8-2-1-7. That's
6: 800-437-8217.